0: The blast from our past network. Conrad! Conrad!
1: Hello, Newman.
0: This is so f***ing good! No for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity
1: now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back because we love this stuff. You love this stuff. Seinfeld is awesome. Yada, yada, yada. I'm Adam. I'm Corey.
0: You know what? You know what was funny? I was actually thinking in my head, yada, 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 and then you said it, and I was like, ooh, that's weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are on the same page, man. We are. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, this episode, we are talking The Bubble Boy, Season 4, Episode 6. It first aired on October 7th, 1992. Corma my man, could you please give us the synopsis? Yes, sir. The Bubble Boy. Jerry agrees to visit a Bubble Boy on the way up
0: to a cabin in the woods. But Jerry and Elaine get lost and George winds up fighting the Bubble Boy. Meanwhile, Kramer appears at the cabin and wreaks havoc. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one way to put it. Wreaking havoc. <laughs> Wreaking havoc. Uh,
1: and uh-huh. it's funny, I
0: can't hear the term cabin in the woods
1: anymore without thinking of the movie. Yeah, very true. Uh, which I did like that movie. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. that's good. Uh, all right. So here is our scene breakdown. And per usual, we start off with a stand-up. Uh, this one all about... Uh, answering machines
0: the the context is out of date but honestly i gotta admit the the message is actually still applicable to today so Mm -hmm. um have you ever called someone up and uh and are disappointed that they didn't answer the phone you wanted the machine and you're always kind of thrown off you're like oh uh i didn't know you were gonna be there and you're just like i just wanted to leave a message saying sorry i missed you and he's like uh you know uh what we have here are two people who hate each other and don't really want to talk, but the machine is like the respirator, relationship respirator, keeping this brain-dead relationship alive. He's like, why do we do it? So when you come home, you can see the little flashing red light. You go, all right, a message. <laughs> people, <laughs> people need that. It's, it's very important for human beings to feel well-liked and popular
1: amongst a large group of people that we don't care for. I mean it, it is still very relevant, particularly when you think about text and that little light that comes on the phone with text and you're just like, You're waiting for that light to come on so you can see, oh, did someone get to you or you know, or do you have some kind of notification or whatnot? I mean it it, it hits um, like the serotonin or whatever in, in your yeah. brain, uh, that just kind of like, Oh, ooh, something else to look at, ooh, something else to do and it's just uh same kind of thing with the answering machine. Yeah. yeah. Relevant. Yeah, still relevant. So, but hey, to
0: anyone who's like less than thirty years old, the answer machine itself is a, is an archaic
1: device. Yeah, no one, no one even like freaking leaves voicemails, and no. it's just if you're not texting, that's all it is. It's exactly. Just text. So, uh, all right. So, Jerry brings a date back to his apartment. It's the hostess from the last episode, um, and I really couldn't tell until I heard her laugh, and I was like, oh yes, uh, I. Completely forgot, had no idea that she was going to continue into the next episode. So that was kind of, I don't know, I liked that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, totally. Although I knew
0: it was coming because I love the Elmer Fudd reference. So I I knew it was still going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) And it's about right. Um, So he starts his answering machine, and it's George who had called and uh, left the whole message about – you know, oh, the date that he was on uh, and making fun of her about her laugh and she hears it uh, yeah, that line was great. It's like Elmer Fudd in a juicer or on a juicer, <laughs> sitting on a juicer. Yeah, yeah it's perfect.
0: And, and I just love how she's—he's like he has to scramble to turn the answer machine off, but of course he can't because he's in a panic. Mm. So he's like ripping it out of the wall. Yeah, and, and I love how as she's leaving, he's like trying to explain why it's actually a compliment. I mean, Elmer Fudd is one a beloved, worldwide beloved cartoon character, and <laughs> you know a juicer is is good and healthy. And I like how. She's walking out the door. Yeah. He's like still trying to sell the bit. And then she just walks away. And it's like, ah, you know, it's healthy for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Completely defeated. Yep. That is the end of that relationship. <laughs> uh, we cut to George, you know, later on at the apartment, um, you know, they're having a couple different types of conversations. Uh, but one thing important that they bring up is that, uh, Susan has invited people out to the Hamptons, um, but specifically not invited Kramer. She's not a fan of Kramer because he vomited on her, uh, a while ago, which obviously we had covered. I'd like to, you know, make those references, the stuff that we already know about. Um, Kramer then comes in and my comment everything that I noticed immediately, there was no cheer yet in the exact previous episode, there was like a raucous cheer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes what the shit, fuck? I know. It, well, so either one of two things happened. Um, either they filmed this one maybe before the other one, or that was a completely organic cheer on the other episode. And, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. And, and I say this because I actually have a t- attended a taping before of a sitcom, mm. and in the sitcom, when, when you do it, or at least the, the one I did, which was actually the pilot for that 70s show. Um, oh, me wow. and my, Yeah, me and my buddy Jason, uh, back like, like I think in like 1997 or 98, we were a couple years graduated from high school. We went to LA to look at UCLA as, as a school to go to, and there was like this whole package thing where you stay at the school and everything, and they normally take you to go see a taping of Seinfeld. And, they, and just so you could do do it. I'm like, oh, that would have been awesome because obviously I love Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. But they, we did instead we went to the the pilot taping of that '70s show, which was really cool because at the time, and no one was nobody. So I literally walked right past Ashton Kutcher smoking a cigarette outside the the soundstage <laughs> and everything. And um, the, the the highlight was the dad, you know, from RoboCop and oh yeah. my uh, god, Clancy Broderick. But the point is, is that they kind of direct the studio audience. They they yeah. say, okay, look, look, if you know, we got to do this multiple takes. If, if you really liked a joke the first take, can you please have the same enthusiasm for the second take? and you're like, okay, so right then and there you're like it's a little bit you know misleading, it's a little bit guided, but then also too, sometimes they will flash the light saying applause now, mm-hmm. laugh now because they kind of try to get it out of you, but I don't know if that is standard for every sitcom or if that was just sort of like because these kids on that 70 show were kind of young and it was like their first one i I don't know.
1: Have you ever attended one? Uh, No, I've attended um, some live type show, like live to tape shows. I did uh, the Tonight Show uh, with Jay Leno when he was still hosting. I think it was actually maybe during his second run of hosting um, after they kind of brought him back after Conan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was a shitty – it was either then or right before when Conan headed out. Um, I did that one, you know, Price is Right, uh, Family Feud, shit like that, but I never did a sitcom. Okay. Oh, and I did some reality shows. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's,
0: I mean, the only takeaway I, I can say is it was, if it's not organic, then they pushed for it. But then the question mm-hmm. is, why didn't they push for it this episode?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Valid. Uh, all right. But he's smoking one of the cigars that he got from George uh, from earlier in the season. That was from Susan's father. They're Cubans. Now uh, they can, you know, kind of, they're they're trying to u- utilize Kramer's other stuff. He wants to go play golf with some friends um, and they're utilizing this to kind of get out of. You know, dealing with inviting Kramer out to the Hamptons or like how they're going to skirt going there without him being involved. Um, and they have a side discussion. Uh, I love this little side discussion where they're kind of bringing up, you know, oh, the Hamptons or, or whatnot of like what they have going on. He asks if they have golf up there because he's interested in golfing this weekend. And he's like, no, 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 it's pie country. And then they just doing this quick rattling off. Yes. It's almost like, like, like freaking Mark Brother style, very quick <laughs> humor. Um, just of all the different types of fruits of pies. And, I, and that is a damn funny little moment. Oh. I wrote, I wrote that down. I
0: go, listing the pies was great. And then I said, dot, 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 peach. I, I yeah, love I that. They're boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden that pause and Jerry's like, peach <laughs> yeah that, that was uh this episode's very dialogue strong and mm-hmm. and that right there was was one of them that I absolutely loved and also too this is a building on the foundations of Kramer's character that we know we already have established that he doesn't like to be left out of things uh mm-hmm. even with his you know even with like side people that he doesn't even he's isn't even that close with so imagine how he feels if he finds out he gets left out with Jerry and George so yeah. I liked how they didn't call back to that but now we already know that that's a thing Kramer does is doesn't like is being left out of stuff.
1: Yep, very much so. Uh, at Monks in their proper booth, Jerry tries to convince Elaine to join him for the weekend because you know who wants to be the third wheel? Nobody. Uh, then walks over Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, man, he's awesome.
0: And and for those of you who don't
1: know who he is, Adam, uh, he's the brother of Bill Murray. Uh, but he the guy has done so many uh comical things i mean he was in snl himself he's in caddyshack you might remember from that he's been in a bajillion different movies comedy movies as well a lot of them you see him with bill M- in Berm yeah. movies as well like groundhog day he was uh one of the the main guys who held up punks and tony phil and that kind of thing i think he was the mayor in Groundhog. yeah day. yeah that's what yeah. it was the mayor um but you know he's he's a just a fantastic comedic actor from a fantastic comedic fi- family can I ask you something? I, and
0: I don't know the answer to this, and you might not. Why is his name hyphenated? Is he half
1: brother of Bill Murray? I mean, he he doesn't look like it. He looks I, like I full full brother. Um, is it is it not just like is it hyphenated or yeah? I thought it's, it's, he was yeah. It's Doyle hyphen Murray. I, I thought it was. I thought it was just like a three name. Like Brian mm. Doyle might be his middle name. Gotcha. But I don't know. We can I don't he, know. No, it is hyphen. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, me neither.
0: Hey, hey, guys, uh, guys and gals out there, if, if you know, let us know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a quick Google search will figure it out. But hey, just yeah. leave a comment, let us know. But yeah, Brian Doyle Murray, love it. Absolutely excited to see him in this episode.
1: Yeah, the my only potential thought, um, which someone can clean it up and fix it. Maybe SAG already had a Brian Murray, mm. and so like maybe he he had a tie to the name Doyle, and he just kind of put it in there because people change their name because yeah. you can't have the same SAG name as someone yeah. else. And so that's actually a good um,
0: point. I did not even think about
1: that. Good because point. I could see I could see Brian Murray being a you know popular yeah. enough anybody back back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, all right. So I know we got a little sidetracked just now on uh, the, yeah. on
0: the to- topic, but real uh-huh. quick I want to interject that this is when uh, I think this is probably our first mentioning on the show of Yoohoo, and Yoohoo becomes a very <laughs> big uh, thing on Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> it does, uh, yeah. But he's a truck driver for Yoohoo. Uh, I mean, I just want to mention I love Yoohoo. Yeah, it, you it, do. <laughs> it's one of my it's one of my favorite nostalgic drinks. Like if I am like craving like just like a like a singular specialty drink, um, which I. Don't get very often, you know. I'll get cokes and stuff, and that's fine. But um, if I want like a something to like, to give me real calories and like be like just a nostalgic, you know, throwback, fucking yuho man, <laughs> you <Like> baby. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's and it's chocolate drink, man. It's not even chocolate milk. It says no. one thing. It's chocolate because it's. Cause it's <laughs> Chocolate mix and water, yeah. and you can taste that.
0: Well, the, the great thing is it's actually a bit refreshing, unlike chocolate milk.
1: Yeah, yeah, which can get heavy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Make yeah. you more thirsty.
1: Yeah. Uh, but anyway, his character, he's got a son um, that lives in a bubble um, because he's got some autoimmune disease. And basically he asked Jerry to come and do his act. Uh, for his kid's birthday because he is, uh, you know, he's he's in a freaking bubble. Yeah, and he's a fan, and he's a fan, he's, and he saw him on the um the Johnny Carson show, uh, on the Tonight Show, and et, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I want to just throw out, we should have turned this episode into a drinking game. Just how many times they say "bubble boy"? <laughs> it was just like, holy <laughs> Christ! I'm 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 pretty sick of just hearing the phrase "bubble boy" at the yeah. by the end of the episode. <laughs> so. You're
0: not you're not wrong about that, buddy. Uh, yeah. I did like in this interaction. I like how Elaine is getting like broken up and kind of crying at at the sob mm-hmm. story of the Bubble Boy, and she's like handing out clean or you know paper towel napkins napkins to everybody at yeah. the table, and, and they're wiping their eyes, but then Jerry's wiping his mouth because he's just eating the I just, food. And I, I do, just, yeah. I love Jackass Jerry, you know. And he, mm-hmm. he they kind of lean a little bit later on, like the into that sort of Jerry, the mm-hmm. the oh that's a shame sort of Jerry. Yeah, and this is kind of I, I do like
1: it. I like it where it starts here, and you're just like, okay, all right, I'm not phased by this. Wholeheartedly agree. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, because also Jerry, you would imagine that he's had people come up to him and ask kind of things like this before, and he's pretty much cold to it. Where <laughs> Elaine, you know, she I, I, that was my note too. I think I, it's, it's hilarious how sympathetic she is, and in contrast, Jerry's just eating his fucking tuna sandwich and he's just <laughs> cleaning off his mouth. So uh, at the apartment, Jerry tells Susan and George about the whole situation, about with the bubble boy Um, there, you know, start to head out. But they see Kramer, who is on his way to golf. There's some awkwardness between Kramer and Susan, but um, nothing too crazy. Uh, Can I?
0: You know, what? my hmm. only note on this was I was Hmm. thinking back on you and me getting stuck on Carol. Was it for for Susan? I I don't know what it is. Is that what Kramer calls her? Was that the name Kramer calls her later? I think.
1: I don't know, but I, I kept I – in my head, I kept calling her Carol. I know. I when know. her name – yeah, and I, I don't know why. I have no idea why.
0: So so it just occurred to me here, because you remember later he kind of gets her name mixed up, and he's like, yeah. well, I thought your name was this. I think – and, and you, we could easily find out, but I'd rather just have this conversation on the podcast. I mm-hmm. think it's Carol, and I think that's what we're getting hung up on is Kramer Maybe. calling her Carol. But we'll get to it when
1: we get to it. I'm sure yes. someone will let us know online. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. On the uh, – there have a little scene of them driving up – towards uh, the Bubble Boys' house and towards, like, the Hamptons' cabin. And George is just... Flying, just kind of being one of a recluse when it comes to his driving, and you know I, I do find it kind of funny. She wants to be like a little you know cutesy and be relationshipy, and he's like pushing her away because he wants to drive. And it's like, God damn it, George, you're such an idiot, <laughs> such
0: an asshole. And I, uh, and I love
1: the sped up Mad Max footage that they use to mm. kind of show George driving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I've I've driven behind some yeah. people like that, and it pisses me off because when you are the leader of a caravan, it is your job you know, in part to make sure that you're not Doing that kind of asinine thing, you have to like be a respectable, you know, proper speed driver. Yeah, uh, agreed. And this is the days before having Google Maps on
0: your phone yeah. and everything. So yeah, dude, totally agree. And and I'll even go further. Like the the person in the lead also has to like be aware of like stoplights and stuff. If that light mm-hmm. is turning yellow, yes. you can't punch through it. You have to yep. just wait. Always be considerate of the person that's following you. And yep. and I am with you there, man. George was he was annoying me a little bit here. <laughs> (laughs) He didn't annoy me this episode like we've, like, last couple of episodes. But, man, this right here is like, oh, George, you're a little bit annoying. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay when George is a smidge annoying, not when he's, like, fully annoying the entire episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. This is just, you know... Just a little Georgism, you know? Yes, exactly. Good Georgism. Uh, Obviously, Jerry's, you know, freaking out a little bit because of uh, George being a terrible driver. All right. At the apartment, Kramer's there, and he gets a call. Uh, He's at Jerry's apartment. He gets a call. It's the the hostess from before Naomi, and now she wants to go to the cabin. And so he's like, oh, uh, my golf game got canceled. I'll go, too. Um, And so he picks her up, and they head out. And I'm like –
0: and okay. they have a, they had a nice little callback to the pies too. Kramer just like yeah, they got pies.
1: It was very quick, yeah, a yeah. quick little thing of like oh, you know, you know, let's go up to the Hamptons. They got it's a, you know they got pies. Yeah. And it is it is funny. Um, so George and Susan make it to the Bubble Boy's house. Um, and simultaneously Jerry and Elaine kind of had to pull off to to take a little stop, and they go to this diner. Uh, there's a whole little scene where the waitress recognizes him from the Tonight Show. Um, he's got a little you know. Earlier, he had a little um, picture that he was giving to a uh, uh, dry cleaner, and yeah. so Elaine's kind of Elaine's kind of like ripping into him. Well, because the the one was
0: with for the dry cleaner was I'm impressed with your service or something like that, mm-hmm. but it was the play on pressed, and yeah. that one was pretty bad. And and, he, and Elaine bad. rightfully dug into it. yeah, for yeah. One. I
1: mean, as as a good friend does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you got to twist the knife a little bit. Um, and we got some just editing back and forth. Some of that quick editing. Which we've talked about on multiple different episodes where different scenes kind of get intercut. It's called intercutting. Um, and where I think it works with other scenes in in previous episodes, I don't feel like it works well here. Um, mostly because I feel the intercutting needs to be um, – it needs to have like – some kind of similar action or similar theme going throughout it, and it happens a couple times here, like with the choking thing later, but in general, most of it, I just, like, I don't – why didn't you just play through the scene and then go to the other one? And like I guess they're just trying to emphasize that these are happening at the same time yeah. um, with some of these scenes, but, like, in general, I just – I didn't feel it worked as well with this episode. I am
0: almost curious, because to me, it didn't feel like the scenes were written to be intercut. And I wonder if that is something they did in editing... Um, and they maybe just cut, like, they originally had the scenes sort of be played themselves out two different, I I don't know, and they interjected that into editing. I don't know how much, like, the script of a sitcom, does it match completely to, like, what you see on the screen, or is it like a movie where it kind of, like, flows and evolves and and changes during the course of, uh, of, you know, the movie? I actually don't know as much behind the scenes of sitcom production as Mm -hmm. I do of film production.
1: Yeah, uh, it's hard to say. I mean it, i I think it just depends on I mean, this one you can tell it was probably written part of that way because they hear some things, um, you know, by the end of that scene at the diner, uh, some other stuff that had kind of had happened now is uh is kind of going on in their scene as well. So right. it, it does yeah, but um, and, and, I it do, is,
0: and I do agree with you. Like, like I kind of almost wished they could have we could have sat with one scene longer so we mm-hmm. could absorb it more, sort of get into it more. Especially since these are new scenes, like new locations that we're kind of having to get adjusted to with new characters. And it would have been nice to let it breathe a little bit more. Yeah,
1: it was quick, man. It it jumped very fast. Yeah, you got like a couple sentences and then it went to the next one. It was like. Damn it! I'm, I barely even like there. Were, uh, it, one, I couldn't even tell if there was a joke in that little scene, but like you're moving on to the next thing. Um, yeah, so th- that was definitely all part of the issues with uh, with this like second half of the show, this episode. Yeah, at the Bubble Boy's house, uh, there's some awkwardness with uh, George, Susan, and the parents of the Bubble Boy. Uh, and then we, you know, one of the mom asks, "Oh, you should play Trivial Pursuit with him." And the one of the first kind of gags about the Bubble Boy. He screams from his room, and at this point, we all would think, "Oh, it's a child. It's a young. T- <laughs> they call him a bubble boy." But this is very adult asshole is yelling down. You know, like one of those kids who had been living in his parents' houses all his life, and is you know he's very spoiled with that kind of shit. Um, and you're just like, oh. This is not a child. This is a grown person.
0: <laughs> yep, a grown man. And yeah. uh, that the voice is, uh, he's a producer on the show, okay. and he also produced on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm too. So I was like, oh, I'm curious in IMDb. So I was like, yeah, that's funny. Just g- give it to him. Let him do it.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, we kind of cut back to the diner, and uh, Jerry was filling out another one of those headshots. Elaine kind of makes fun of it. It was uh, Nothing's Finer than being at your diner or eating at your diner, one of those things. That wasn't terrible. I agree. Yeah. For You know what? It's stupid, but it's cute. Like, it's cute, funny, stupid. Like, no one's going to take that and think that that's a serious joke.
0: Yeah, and, and it's unoffensive. So, like, you're yeah. never going to offend anybody with that. It's kind of like it, it's nowadays they would call it a quote-unquote dad joke because it's kind of corny. But yes. I was like, oh, that one's actually not bad. Uh, it yeah. should have been, like, the other one was worse. So mm-hmm. it should have been sort of the other way around. Like, this should have been the worst yeah. joke. But then again, maybe Elaine just got in his head.
1: Yeah, and that's probably was what it was because now he wants to take it back. And, you know, the, the waitress there is all like, fuck no, yeah. basically. <laughs> They have a whole kind of thing,
0: and I will say that I, I Elaine gave that diner a lot of credit because she was like, "This is going to be on the wall for like twenty more
1: years," and I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. sweetie, is this place even going to be here in like 10? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, they have their that whole kind of situation, which I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find that whole interactive interaction to be all that good. Yeah. Really, wasn't you know with the whole the give back Jerry being over the top about. You know, the whole thing, who gives a shit? The lady about, like, not giving it back. Like, who cares? It's
0: it's interesting. Uh, It almost feels like in the second half of this episode, they gave George and Susan the A storyline and Jerry Mm -hmm. the B storyline. And that's just weird because it's Jerry's show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of strange. Um, So, speaking of that whole Bubble Boy storyline, you know, he's – the George and Susan meet him. He's a complete asshole. Uh, I (laughs) – I do find it funny he asks Susan to take her top off right away. I mean, he's he's kind of been cooped up, you know what? I mean, the guy has no um you know, eth- not ethics, but like you know really no manners <laughs> and, and what's it, like social manners on that stuff. Um, they end up playing trivial pursuit uh, and classic scene. I mean, this is a this has been in every clip show and every every Seinfeld fan knows this scene where during the game you know he's going to he's about to win and he gets the question who invaded Spain in the 18th century and of course the answer is the Moors but there's a misspelling in Trivial Pursuit, which I don't think was real. I'm sure it was just bullshit. And it apparently, uh, and it says moops. Nope. <laughs> the, sa- the answer is moops. And so George, being his stubbornness, uh, and the bubble boy being the asshole that he is, uh, they end up, you know, butting heads and they fight about it and even to a point where, the guy is uh, choking George through his bubble boy hands, which is great.
0: I love that. I because there's also that juxtaposition of Jerry getting choked out by the the, the waiter yes.
1: lady, <laughs> which I, is which I thought was quite a leap. Yeah, and um, I, I
0: think they only did it for that juxtaposition.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're just ha- having the symmetry, but like she her choking jerry was just like whoa he just wants to get his fucking thing back that's a that's a big thing but yeah i get it that's exactly what they did it for but but uh uh, my
0: i mean my favorite part of the whole thing is the look on on brian doyle murray's face when mm. the
1: the bubble starts deflating it pops yeah
0: (laughs) and the look on his face is just it's priceless it's absolutely priceless
1: yeah i mean he's great love him and everything love him
0: Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want, this is what you get.
1: What's up, guys? I'm Tess.
0: And I'm Corey.
1: And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books, one adventure at a time.
0: That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers.
1: So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are
0: cool. cool. well, then, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now,
1: back to the show. And uh, simultaneously, Kramer and Naomi get to the cabin. They seem to be having a good time. They're going to have a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, Kramer. Go, he Kramer. Is, uh, he's a cavorka man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... The uh, kind of get a random thing of the townspeople busting into the diner, hearing about the bubble boy getting attacked. And, you know, they're going to pretty much grab a mob and go help figure out what's going on with the bubble boy. Um, that's kind of a way to tie in the diner and, and where uh, Jerry and Elaine are. So Kramer and Naomi are about to, you know, go have some fun, go go swimming. And uh, Kramer leaves a lit cigar, which ends up falling on a on a newspaper. We then kind of cut back to the Bubble Boy at his house. He's getting carted out. Uh, Jerry and Elaine made it there. He's a complete ass to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: looks like he's about to strangle him, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what? I really have no remorse for the Bubble Boy. No. I don't give a fuck that his thing popped and his, his immune system is now compromised. I really don't care. Um, but the townspeople chase off Jerry and Elaine and, and George and Susan. Uh, they end up making it to the cabin, which is now completely ablaze. Uh, you know, I I love this little George moment. This is a very funny thing where they get there and like Susan's obviously freaked out that her, her family's cabin is up in smokes and George brings up, uh, you know, you never paid me back for the tolls. And it's just like, oh my God, that's so George. Yeah, Like he doesn't deserve any woman. Like the, the fact that Susan is still with him. After this episode, I'm fucking mind boggled.
0: Yeah, I, dude, me too, man. It, I mean, the fact that they were fighting on the doorstep of the bubble boy, even then yeah. it's like you're getting, like, you're. you're he's actually putting his, his hand, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're actually wrestling. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, obviously it's, it's funny. It's supposed to be for, for jokes. But, like, in reality, you're being physically aggressive to her, George. Like, that's a little yeah. bit odd, you know? It's just like, why? Why would ever, ever Susan be with
1: George? Yeah. I don't know. She's a fucking NBC executive. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, all right. <laughs> Kramer and <laughs> Naomi come back from the swimming, you know, uh, where everybody else is. And uh, he kind of realizes, oh, my God, he's all worried. He left his cigars in there. Um, and, and that's the end of the uh End of the episode, and we yeah. get a stand up about cigars.
0: Yeah, uh, and fires. And he's like, uh, yeah. there's, there's something very scary and fun about a fire. People are always running to see a fire, they're very proud to have a fireplace. He's like, I think uh, what's what uh, he's like. Um, I think that's what smoking is all about. He's like, I got fire right here in my hands, smoking fires, literally, literally coming right out of my mouth, and it's it's intimidating to the non-smoker because it's like talking to somebody <laughs> where they're like, my head could open up and lava could explode out, and it wouldn't even bother me. And he's like, uh, a cigarette is worse. <laughs> he's like, you think this end is bad? Look at look at this wet, wet, disgusting, chewed up nub, huh? How scary is that? <laughs> I was like. Uh, all of those points I thought were very mm. very good and I liked every bit of that stand up right there. Okay. Be- because the cigar is disgusting, especially that chewed up nasty bit side yeah. of it. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I like a cigar every once every like 2 years is yeah. what I'll do a cigar. Yeah,
0: but I but mean, yeah. but don't yeah. you think that the chewing and sogging down the end of it is all nasty looking?
1: Yeah, it's nice. I, I don't know. I just didn't think it was as funny as you did. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> That's okay. It's fine. Uh, uh, all right. I'd like to just take the lead on this uh, general discussion. Um, I totally came into this episode expecting a great classic episode. I mean, after all, it's the fucking Bubble Boy. I mean, this is – everybody knows the Bubble Boy. And I feel that this episode fell flat, like – Almost, not, not completely on his face flat. It's got some moments. I like the Bubble Boy stuff. I think the fact that he's older and not a kid is funny. The moops thing is classic. Brian Doyle, Doyle Murray always makes me happy. The diner stuff, I found stupid. The Nia, Di, the Niami, Naomi. <laughs> Naomi thing, completely worthless. Why the fuck was she even in this episode? She brought nothing, nothing to the episode. It was, it was absolutely worthless to have her. You know, you could have had Kramer go up on his own. He didn't. He didn't need. He. You could have found another motivation. He's fucking Kramer. He doesn't want to be left out, and so he's like, "Oh, I can make it. I'll go." Um, I also felt them leaving New York and having the gang be split up really hurt this one. And and doing that intercutting didn't work as well with this one. Um, you know, ha- having them. You know, I-, I wanted them together. I've had them apart enough this season already. You know, between uh, L.A. and stuff, and Elaine being gone for a while, it's just like, God damn it! I just I kind of want some normalcy, and I feel felt like this episode didn't have it. There's, you know, there's some saving – a somewhat saving grace. Uh, not really a saving grace, but a thing that I like is that I know that the burned-down cabin is going to become a pretty big plot point later. And it's going to be even like a reoccurring thing, I think, a little bit. It'll be at least be brought up every now and then. And so I like that. But overall, I was pretty disappointed. I, I gave this episode two out of five moops. Oh, wow. Whoa. Two out of two moops whoa my goodness um, i tied i tied this with the our other episodes the pre, the two previous episodes that i didn't really care for um all that much the watch and the uh the wallet that we kind of you know they're fine but they're not they're not that strong and so yeah. i felt this one was not that strong yeah no man i I was going to
0: kind of, you know, back you up on that and say I, I pretty much agree with a lot of what you're saying mm. there. Um, I don't think I feel as harshly about the score. I'll get to that in a second, but for the most part, the the things that you had a problem with. I did, too. Uh, you mm-hmm. guys all know by now that I just don't like, the, like it that much when the gang isn't at their normal spots. Now, granted, mm-hmm. we got kind of like half the episode with them doing some stuff, yeah. but it's the second half that I just kind of didn't love. Even when I was younger, I was I didn't like the diner thing. I love, like you said, I love the Bubble Boy stuff. I love what George is doing there. I just wish that, hey, why don't you just take out the, the, the diner, put Jerry into that situation, and then create a, like a 10-minute situation segment versus these like two split ups and create a better story right there. You could have had the same sort of fun stuff going on and just had Jerry there because his storyline with the diner one, it's like that little scene right there is one of my least favorites like in Seinfeld history. Mm-hmm. I just never liked it. I didn't like where it went. I didn't like what it brought to the table and I didn't like what it said about Jerry with all of his laissez-faire attitude. He shouldn't have cared yeah. that much about that about that uh picture. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's just... I I can't argue with anything you say. I think I got a little bit more out of the dialogue crafting in this one. I I thought they did a good job of bringing back some jokes and and kind of tying things to earlier into the episode. It might not have been strong as other episodes, both the whole pie stuff, but I enjoyed that. I was like, okay, you tried, and then... Early on, that that pie back and forth thing—it was almost like who's on first type of thing. It was so fast and fast and furious that I, that I love <laughs> that. So yeah. I think those things kind of gave it a little bit more oomph for me. But as a, as a whole, I think it's stronger as as its own parts as it is the whole. You know, I, I don't think the whole is as strong as the sum of its own parts. But I didn't like. Hate it, but it's it's an episode that just will sort of sit there and be like, yeah, that's an episode of Seinfeld. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing great about it either. I just gave it right down the middle, solid three peach pies. Well,
1: that's not right down the middle. Right um, down the middle will be 2.5. So you consider this an above average I mean, I don't well, know. Well, I guess, like, I guess maybe it's If we get it right,
0: let's like, not get into semantics about our ratings. Yeah. But, like, a three. A <laughs> it, three. It, it's, it's a three. It's, it's you yeah, know.
1: It's, I mean, that's, yeah, it depends on the score, how you're scoring. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to give an episode a zero. As long as they put out an episode, it's going to probably get a yeah. at least a point yeah, .5. Yeah, yeah,
0: of course. But, like, uh, um, I, I think I liked some of the bits a little bit more than you did, and that gave it a yeah. little bit of an edge for me. But, no. It, so, the walk away, the, the takeaway is, it wasn't, it was not the... Like the episode that I was expecting, like you yeah. said, it was not the classic episode that I thought it was. The parts that we all remember are great, but there's some pieces that are just not that phenomenal. That diner scene never shows up on any clip show because it sucks. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's just the way it is, and it's it's interesting, especially with the next episode they're almost hmm. and it, they're not built as a two parter, but the next episode is very connected to this one it, yeah. again we're it's like there it's now it seems like this season is being written in chunks of hours like chunks of two yeah. essentially agreed
1: absolutely. So. so yeah yeah
0: we're both like yeah. we're both like I think we were I, both expecting this conversation yeah. to be like 50 minutes and we're like, this is
1: the bubble boy yeah, it's the fucking bubble boy episode you even
0: said it a couple episodes you're like we've got the bubble boy coming I and, know and this is what happens when when you we actually like sit down pay attention to the episode versus you know just letting it sort of flow over us like we sometimes do like a lot of we, yeah. a lot of times we watch Seinfeld and we kind of half watch it dick around on our phone we have it in the background while we're doing something but when you sit down and watch it yeah sometimes there's hits and sometimes there's misses and sometimes the nostalgia doesn't quite hold it up as as well as it could so i mean Mm -hmm. i'm still hoping that this season is going to turn it around but so far i feel like we've been in the bog a little bit in this season
1: yeah well yeah i think so far our average is actually probably lower than some of the others um yeah, I, I grade on a curve though. Like, I'm I'm a, I'm a total curve grader, and so it's like you're going to get much more of like the those average like pretty much between two to like three to three two like I'd say two to three point five is going to be like the the most of my scores, and then a four is like oh that's a good solid, one. and then a four point five is like I'm basically having a bow her while I'm watching this episode, <laughs> and then a five I don't know if I'll even ever give an episode a five. It's gotta like blow me away it's got to be like oh my god that was so much better than i even thought i remembered right right Um, well i'm keeping
0: my fingers crossed that we see a five for you buddy because i want to literally watch your head explode like (laughs) scanners
1: i hope so too i hope so too
0: (laughs) oh man but you know what until we get there adam
1: buddy where can we find you online you can find me all over the beef up network I'm doing Cartwright every week. I've got nostalgia with my brother on Blast From Our Past every week. And now, every other week, John and I are giving you nostalgic trivia with our Throwback Trivia Takedown podcast. We have just started this one. Uh, Episode 1 is out now. Go find it on your favorite podcatcher. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. You know, hopefully... Wherever you're listening to this episode of Cartwright, you should be able to find Throwback Trivia Takedown as well. Um, You know, if you think you know a lot about nostalgia and you like trivia, listen to our podcast and uh, test your knowledge.
0: That's right. And just so you all know, in our show notes, I have a link to our network website in every single podcast in our network, the BFOP network. BFOP. <laughs> www.bfopnetwork.com and you can find all the links to like every podcatcher and iTunes, yada yada yada. It's all there. So if we you ever, if you guys want to check it out, it's there.
1: 7 podcasts in the network. Yeah. If you like anything that was before the year 2000 and sometimes it's even like you know after the year 2000 but if you like anything that was done from a couple years ago i can guarantee you we've got a podcast for you, <laughs> you probably do probably <laughs> do
0: <laughs> and yeah man like for for example adam and john do the blast from our past and they they talk about fun you know nice Nice wholesome, uh, uh, nostalgic movies. Mainstream and nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Then Zach and I have podcasting <laughs> after dark, and we are the dark shadow of the blast yeah. from our past. And you we are talk... the weirdest shit, man. <laughs> we talk cult movies from the eighties, nineties, the seventies too. We uh, we've done, uh, shoot, man, we've we've done Moontrap, we've done Life Force, we've we've wow. done the, Although I will say this, we did just do a modern one. We did Color Out of Space. I uh, yeah, I know. It
1: a Nicolas Cage weird looking movie I've never seen never seen a trailer but like just looking at like the some of the posters that you guys put up I was just like what the fuck is this like trippy (laughs) mind bend thing yeah it's it's, it's based on an
0: H.P. Lovecraft story so
1: Uh, well you guys also do some fantastic interviews That's another special thing about y'all's podcast.
0: Yes, thank you uh, for that. Right now on on the free feed on the Podcasting After Dark feed, you can listen to Zach and I interview Jeanette Goldstein. Uh, You guys know her as Vasquez from Aliens. She was also the stepmom in Terminator 2, and she was uh, in Near Dark, this like uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow vampire film from the 80s, which is really cool. So you guys can listen to us interview her. She tells the entire story of how she was cast as Vasquez and uh, it's really really cool and we have a bunch of other stuff on the Patreon as well Um, but speaking of Patreon uh, I just want to let you guys know we still get hit up Uh, people do ask us where our show archive is for Cartwright uh, the first couple of seasons every single episode of Cartwright uh, the Seinfeld podcast the one you're listening to right now if you're just discovering it now the entire show lives on Patreon patreon.com slash Cartwright and you can unlock every single episode for just $1 a month. That's it. It's just to help us keep the, the servers on. I mean, there's servers fees, all that kind of stuff that go along with running the podcast, and it's just to help keep the lights on, essentially. So if you guys want to check out uh, past episodes, if you're already caught up and you want to help us out, that'd be great. We'd, we'd appreciate the help. And uh, if you're just jumping on, you're like, hey, where's the first couple of seasons? You can listen to every single episode for just One dollar a month. That's it.
1: Uno dinero, un franc... (laughs) <laughs> I mock that's
0: it baby <laughs> that's it baby that's it and guys and gals we know times are tough right now we totally get it financially a free way to help the show out is to leave us a five star review on Apple podcasts that's still kind of the best podcatcher for finding new you know for new people yeah. finding the show and everything and, yes. it's, and it's all algorithms the more the more five star reviews we have the more the higher it shows up in in searches Yes,
1: exactly, and and, um, even if you don't use iTunes to listen to it, a lot of podcasters use the iTunes search engine, um, and so all of that really does help that. Yes, so we we really appreciate all the love and support you guys have already
0: given us, so thank you all. Thank you for the love that you give us online. Uh, Thank you for all the interaction. Keep it coming, and uh, yeah, we love it, and we love you guys, and if you like any of the podcasts that you you hear us talking about, go check out www.bfopnetwork.com. That's B F O P network.com. And for Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, I'm Corey. And I'm Adam. And we'll catch you guys next week.
1: <laughs> We've never done that before. We've
0: never done it, but we don't have a proper outro. So I figured I'd try it. It's <laughs> fun.
1: Awesome. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like iTunes? (laughs) Like Stitcher? Oh, man. Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget buddies.